This podcast is generously supported by the Jesus Bible NIV edition. With exclusive articles from Louis Giglio, John Piper, and Randy Alcorn, the Jesus Bible lifts Jesus up as the lead story of the Bible. It is available as a full study Bible, as well as available as individual Bible journals. Find out more at www.thejesusbible.com. Want to learn how to interpret and teach the entire Bible in a way that is Christ-centered and clear? Learn with us here on the Christ-Centered and Clear podcast. Welcome to the Christ-Centered and Clear podcast, where we want to have conversations about Christ and all the scriptures for every church. And uh, this week, we're going to begin our journey through the book of Judges. I have with me uh, contributors that have been on before. As always, have my brother, John Aiken, who has preached through this book. And then also have, again with us, Matt Caps, pastor at Fairview in Apex, North Carolina. And then all the way from Dublin, Ireland, the voice of Christ-Centered and Clear Jeff Hay, uh, Valley Cullen Community Church. Guys, thanks for being on the podcast. It's good to be here. Great to be here. <laughs> thanks for awesome. having me. Well, so we're going to look at Judges and uh, probably go from Judges to, to Ruth and uh, walk our way through this. But let's in this first episode, we're going to kind of do an overview, as, we, as we've done in the past, with both Jonah and Daniel. Uh, but let's just start. Uh, maybe, Jeff, I'll come to you first. At what season in the life of your church did you preach Judges? How, how long ago was this sermon series? Uh, what made you pick it then, and and why would it be a good sermon series to preach now? Okay, well, actually, I looked back, and it was five years ago I preached this, so uh, 2016, January to to May, with a few gaps in between, probably. But why did why did I choose it? Because it, it's scripture. <laughs> all all <laughs> scripture is God breathed, and and I I love preaching uh, in very Old Testament, New Testament. We had not done Old Testament narrative in a while. And to be honest, it's probably my favorite genre to preach because mm. it saves me having to come up with illustrations uh, <laughs> as many. Uh, and so, yeah, just great book that, uh, I mean, we'll get into it, but really relevant and helpful. And why, oh, why, why do I think it's good to preach? Was that what you were asking as well? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, I think you'll find people maybe have heard and I've heard sermons on Gideon and on Samson, but a lot of people aren't familiar with a, a lot of the rest of the, the narrative. And it is so rich uh, and so interesting that even five years later, I've had a few people mention my Judges series uh, in this <laughs> last couple of months, and that has got nothing to do with the, the quality of the preaching. It was the narrative. It was the, they'd never heard the stories uh, preach before. Uh, so it is worth doing because of scripture, worth doing because it's different, but also it's very contemporary, uh, I would mm. say, regarding the issues and culture and decline uh, that's going on in the nation and going on in, in, in Israel. It's a very realistic book of how sin leads to mm. corruption and mess and, and chaos. And then how are we to be a Christian amidst that? So that was relevant five years ago. It's probably more relevant now, <laughs> even more relevant in the future, uh, as we uh, are in a society that 
is growing and, and it will be in the States, certainly is here in Ireland, less and less under a Christian influence. Uh, mm. So very much worth preaching this book. Mm. That's good. John, when did you guys preach this? And uh, yeah, what made you pick it at the time? Why would it be good to preach now? Yeah, so I preached it in the fall of 2015, and then Jeff took all of my sermons and preached them in January. <laughs> Sorry, John, I've 2016. <laughs> and so that's why he did it in January of 2016. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, you know, honestly, just like Jeff, like it was something I had wanted to do for a while. It was it's scripture. It's um, historical narrative that I love. It's a it's a book that. Um, that I really had dug into and I, and I think is often misunderstood. Um, and just trying to, trying to teach my people as well, how to read the Bible that, you know, the, the approach that so many people were given as kids is that you look at the, you get these stories in the old Testament and it's, you know, copy the good guys and avoid being like the bad guys. And, and judges just doesn't really, we're going to get into some of this. It doesn't, doesn't fit so neatly into those categories. And so I wanted them to learn how to read the Bible uh, and how, uh, God's redemptive plan in the Bible and to see the goodness and the grace of God and then how that leads to. And then again, to, to answer your question and, what, and to piggyback on what Jeff said, I mean, I'm thinking about preaching it again soon because, I mean, it, it, it deals with, you know, compromise with the culture, the need to transmit the faith from one generation to the next, um, the disaster of failing to do those things. Um, you know, so there's, there's a lot that, and that we're, we're facing right now and it should be, I mean, as you think about judges, like it should be this, the goodness and the grace and the mercy of God that drives us to not compromise with the culture that drives us, um, to pass these things down to our children and to ensure that it's not just one good leader or whatever that's followed for it for a while. And then everybody falls off again. Mm -hmm. And so. Um, I, and, and it's getting, it's becoming increasingly more important in our culture. Um, and so I think it's a really, it's a really timely book, uh, right Good. now. And I would say probably in, in the, in most of Christian history, uh, <laughs> learning to live in the world, not of the world has been uh, right. a key, a key for us. So, uh, yeah, that's why I, I, I love doing it and I want to do it again. Matt, uh, what about you guys? Same question. When did you preach this? Why did y'all preach it at that time? Why would it be good to preach now? Yeah, uh, I did. I did judges in May, June, July, and August of 2017. And um, I, you know, like like it's already been said, I just try to switch back and forth between New Testament and Old Testament books. Um, but I, I think the the book is very rich. And just to add on to the things that guys have already said, I mean, uh, one of the things that's clear in the book is you have a people who are doing what's right in their own eyes. And I don't. I mean, that that's it's not hard to jump from that from where we are today in our culture. Yeah. And yeah. mm -hmm. and you have you have a uh, an obvious need for a ruler or a king like figure who can um, really adjudicate over the people. And I think in, in our culture, we look around at our politicians and our rulers and, and whoever else. And I think there's still a longing in all of us for that perfect king like ruler who can who can who can lead with justice and, and righteousness and. And certainly the judges have their sparks every now and then, but uh, overall they're a massive <laughs> failure. There's like a downward spiral in the book. And so I think um, you see a people who are confused, who are doing what's right in their own eyes. And then you have the same hand on the same uh, hand, uh, a people that long for, for righteous rule. And uh, I think that's something that all of us can, um, can understand and uh, even in our culture today. So mm. good. 
Jeff, I'll come back around to you, but anybody can jump in on this question. What uh, things as far as historical background, place in redemptive history, uh, authorship questions, any of that stuff you would address just for uh, our hearers? Well, it's flowing straight after uh, Joshua is, is what you would, you can see the links between the end of Joshua and then the judges and, and, and the repeated bit. And I think it might even start with a an and the text actually showing it's linked to, to all that's come with Joshua before. So we are now in the land and it's how to uh, live, figure it out in the land of Israel. And actually, then Ruth comes after it, just whenever you think about the, the placement and starts again with an and linking yeah. to the book of Judges. So just in, in the context, uh, Judges is coming between Joshua and Ruth, and in, in the, the canon scripture, and there's a, a way and a reason, I think, for that as well, uh, mm. to see uh, where where we are. And then, yeah, uh, authorship questions and things, uh, I'm not sure, but that's just where we're, we're placed key after yeah. Joshua. John and Matt, anything you would add to, to that? Anything on background, place in redemptive history, authorship questions, that kind of stuff? I think uh, I agree. Uh, it's, it's even the first verse of Judges looks similar, like to the first verse of Joshua. It's like you know, Joshua begins with, and Moses had died. Now Joshua, and then Judges begins when Joshua dies, and now who's it going to be? <laughs> and so uh, mm-hmm. I think I think there's some really good um, there's some really good uh, beginning portions of this book where God declares, "I'll be with you." There's also a call to. Um, a call to obedience that I think is important. As far as historical background goes, you know, one thing that sometimes comes up is authorship. And um, I don't think anywhere in scripture it's noted, it's, it's nowhere in scripture do we ha- have an author that's indicated. I think later Jewish tradition says Samuel, but but we, we don't know. So um, that may be one issue that comes up. And um, I don't know, I haven't been convinced either way. I don't know if John has or not, but um, th- those are the main things I would add to that. You know, it, it it reads like Samuel's Hebrew. I'm just kidding. I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, um, yeah, we have no idea on the author. I mean, it, it very well could be Samuel because he was the end of the judges and um, um, obviously was used of the Lord to write. Um, but we don't we don't know. But in terms of the, I mean, they're they're spot on in terms of the historical background I mean, and it, and it, it is interesting and we'll get into more of this when we get, when we dive into the book, but I mean, you, you know, it's 20 Joshua 24 and then judges one and in Joshua 24, when they're having this covenant renewal ceremony, Joshua basically says, y'all are not going to be able to keep the covenant. And then the first thing that we see is a book where Joshua is right, that they were not able uh, to do We even get a flashback to that in judges to what, um, to Joshua's kind of final uh, appeal to the people. And so it's the background is they're in the land, but there's no king yet. So they've not established, they've not established a, um, uh, basically a, a sanctuary city. They've not established a kingship. And um, so between Joshua and the king, you've got the period of the judges. And um, as they're trying to learn to live in the land and they fail to complete the conquest and they, compromise with the peoples around them and they uh, are ensnared to idolatry. And then again, by the end, you got this kind of cast off all restraint that they're, it's a return to the fall. Like they're, they're doing what's right in their own eyes rather than what's right in the Lord's Mm -hmm. eyes. And 
civil war breaks out. And, and then as Jeff said, Ruth is kind of the answer to the problem of the, the uh, judges is that by the end of Ruth, you get David. And, um, and so this is this period between Joshua, this Titan figure, who's a, a Christ figure, right? Like the very name Yeshua. And then David, who's the key to the type of the Messiah, the son of David. Uh, And so judges is kind of like there. And it's just some bright spots, but a dark, (laughs) a dark period in Israel's history. This podcast is generously supported by the Jesus Bible NIV edition. Zonovan Bibles has partnered with the Passion Movement to bring you an accessible study Bible with features designed to help you meet Jesus throughout the scripture. With over 1,000 articles and essays written by contributors like Louis Giglio, John Piper, and Randy Alcorn, this study Bible is written so that you may know him more intimately, love him more passionately, and walk with him more faithfully. The full Jesus Bible has been changing lives since 2017. And now, select books of the Jesus Bible are available as individual Bible journals. The handy size and ample space for taking notes make these Bible journals an ideal one for group study or personal devotions. Chronicle your own journey of faith as you discover Jesus as the lead story of the Bible in five Old Testament books and nine New Testament books. There was never a moment before Him. There will never be a moment without Him. There is no BC. Find out more at thejesusbible.com. Yeah, I I mean, let me say one more thing. You noticed, you you mentioned that um, the total conquest had not been accomplished. And I think that's such mm-hmm. an important part of this book because um, essentially what you have is Israel not being completely faithful to what God had called them to do. And um, the judges in the book do little to arrest this uh, downward spiral towards apostasy. If, if anything, they probably accelerate it. So I think that's kind of an underlying theme of the whole book that this shows us you know, the old saying, no one drifts towards holiness, like we drift towards unholiness. And I think this book is just a massive example of that, which is important. I, I would agree with everything Matt just said, except for the role of the judges in that. So we'll, it'll be fun to kind of get into some of this. I, I do think I do think the judges arrest some of it, not all of it, but yeah. some of it. Well, let's talk then. Um, and that'll be interesting to have a conversation about. Look forward to some disagreement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's talk about big themes of the book. Jeff, I'll come back to you for this initially. Big themes of the book, also big themes that find their culmination in Christ. Uh, yeah, so jump in with that. Oh, well, uh, probably some have already been mentioned, but you could talk about the canonization of Israel. How Israel is becoming like the Canaanites because they haven't done and been obedient to God. Uh, and that whole theme runs through and that leads to deterioration. But also God's grace, God's compassion. His faithfulness, despite humans' unfaithfulness, is just repeatedly emphasized, which is wonderful. And then, as been said, the need for the the king, the true perfect king, who will bring ultimate rest, is uh, crying out throughout the book and ending in that way. So those are some of the key ones, I would say. Mm, Good. John, what about you? Yeah, those are the those are definitely the key ones. I, I would say that like salvation through judgment, that, that that to point to what he said about grace and mercy. I mean, is that despite their continual rejection and unfaithfulness and idolatry, I mean, cheating. It's 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 clear that um, idolatry. You know, there's a theme throughout the the Bible that idolatry is spiritual unfaithfulness to the Lord, but that's made very clear here in Judges. And despite all of that, God continues. And even by the end of the book, and we'll talk some about this, 
by the end of the book, they're not even crying out to him for salvation mm. and he's still providing it, um, which is just um, incredible. And so while it is, while it does give us some really dark things and some, and some warnings to us about idolatry, uh, Jeff said canonization or, you know, compromise with culture, all those different things, the goodness of God to rescue his people is the clear theme of the book and that he will provide ultimately a king who leads us to do what's right in the Lord's eyes and not what's right in our own eyes. Any big things, John, as far as generally how you were pointing to Christ in sermons, obviously we'll go through text by text, but big, big things there. Yeah. I just, the, the judges are this, this, my pushback a little bit on Matt, the judges are presented in chapter two, um, which again, we'll, we'll, we'll dive deeper into, but the judges are presented in chapter two as save as little saviors. Um, that God's using to rescue the people. And so despite, then they're not perfect saviors and they, and they have, um, they're complex people. We'll talk a little bit more about this in a second, but um, that's the main thing is that he's raising up spirit anointed warriors who rescue uh, the people from their enemies. And that ultimately points us to, they're little Joshua's. I mean, it's the, it's the Hebrew word that's being used. They're, they're little Joshua's that he's raising up, they point us to the, to the final Joshua, um, mm. Jesus. And so that, that's how, that's how mainly I, I would get at it. And then you'll, and then there'll be some ways to do it that in the details that are kind of, um, the, you know, the opposite, you know, he's, he's the opposite of the unfaithfulness of, of Israel. And so we'll talk more about that as well. Matt, any, uh, you want to push back on John, go ahead, but also big themes in the <laughs> big themes in the book. <laughs> Now that he explains it, I don't think I pushed back on him. Uh, my, my, my thing was, um, you know, I, I guess I'd reword it and say the judges can't, they can't stop the downward. I mean, the the, uh, the eventual downward spiral. Maybe they can be maybe pauses or stops along the way, but you, you need that ultimate judge and ruler who can actually right the ship. So, um, and then there are times I do think that the judges if anything, they, maybe they accelerate the downward spiral, but um, maybe my, my statement was too grand. So I'll, I'll take I'll take John's pushback a little bit there, too. Hmm. I'll say, too, the, the reason why they can't fully stop it is twofold. I mean, it becomes, you know, it's clear from the introduction and from the book. One, the, the first main one is they die. Yeah. <laughs> so so we need the the Hebrews, you know, whoever lives to make intercession for us, um, you know, in the, the power of an indestructible life, we need, we need a King. We need a King who's going to lead us to do what's right yeah. in the Lord's eyes, but not just for 30 or 40 years. Right. I mean, for, we need it for 40 millennia. Um, and so that's one. And then, and they are, they are not uh, perfect. There are, we'll see, you know, with Samson and some others, how they mirror the, the down, the downgrade of the nation. Mm-hmm. Good. Anything else on themes uh, before we move on a couple more questions in this, in this uh, episode? So, uh, big, any big kind of Jeff start with you, even your first, we had your first sermon as an episode last week, um, big overarching textual issues. Um, we will obviously get into those as we work our way through it, but anything that kind of stands out just generally about the book that people have issues with or that causes much debate. Well, I'm not sure. I mean, well, in chapter one, and maybe we'll have to address this at a, at another stage is. God's command to to wipe out these other nations uh, that will have to be addressed uh, at some point if you're you're preaching through judges. So uh, it's a question that people have sitting 
uh, listening, uh, so it's worth addressing. Uh, Good. John, any other issues, textual issues? I think, well, there's, there's tons of like minor textual issues. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, a difficult book in some ways, but um, the main issue, I don't even know, I call it a textual issue. It's a interpretive issue. And I'd love to hear the other guys. The, the, the main issue is how do you view the judges? How do you view, and there's a spectrum here. There's, there's a, there's some who kind of seem to seemingly view them as all bad. There might be a little bit of nuance there, but kind of Dan Block might be representative of this view. Um, where like, even when Samson prays, it's a selfish prayer. It's not, you know, it's not godly, whatever. Um, on the other spectrum, you have some who will basically argue that the the judges are all good. Um, so James Jordan would be kind of representative of this view. And he'd say, you know, again, I'm using Samson because people know this, but like when Samson's trying to marry the Philistine woman, he's doing it in order. It's like a battle plan. He's doing it in order to get a foothold in Philistia. And so he's doing it intentionally. Like this is part of his plan to rescue the people. And then I would say my my view, and I'd love to hear theirs is it would be kind of a, I hate to say in the middle, but is a more complex, like these are real people. These are messy people, but I can't, I would lean more towards the Jordan view simply because of one Hebrews 11 the worst of the judges, in my opinion, like Jephthah and Samson, are praised in Hebrews 11 for their faith. Uh, Gideon, I mean, who Gideon's often used as a positive figure, but he's he's a train wreck as well. Um, and so, so I would say they're just they're like real life people. It's like when you preach through Esther, you know, and and what what what's happening when you know Esther goes and spends a night with the king? Like what you know, and what are we to make of that? And and those kinds of questions. And so. I mean, these are just real, these are real people um, who are not perfect people, but that God clearly, chapter two tells us, uses and and influences by the spirit to bring about the salvation of his people. So I just, that's a major question that people have to answer is how how do you view the judges? It's going to, it's going to really affect how you preach the text. Good. Matt, Jeff, thoughts there? Uh, I, I, you know, when... I would probably stand in the middle with with John, maybe on the other side where they're more worse, and he's he's on the side where they're. But we're standing side by side, so I think it'll be a fun conversation. <laughs> That's good. Um, as far as like uh, you know, I, when Jeff talked about the the justice of God and wiping out nations, I do think that's an issue that a lot of uh, people in modernity have that they're gonna they're gonna have str- struggles with. So I think it's mm-hmm. important to be able to walk through that with some, with some biblical clarity. Yeah. And well, Jeff, any thoughts on um, kind of how you view the judges as a whole, that kind of spectrum that John mentioned? Yeah, it's interesting. I've, I've heard both and I, I don't uh, go to either extreme. Uh, so we'll take them individually and we'll see as, the, 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 <laughs> as we go through the book. But Hebrews it does commend them. So yeah. even though I do think they're, they're, they're flawed and maybe more flawed than uh, James Jordan would say, I would, you know, there's encouragements there, isn't it? That's uh, yeah. you can be mm. a person of faith from the book of Hebrews 11 uh, and that's yet good. flawed. So that's good. One of the things, too, that I think is a challenge here when it comes to people um, and how they view the judges is sometimes I think they 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 pit them up against char- good characters like a David, for example, that David and people are just so familiar with. The, the early stories of David that they read in their children's books and got in Sunday school and vacation Bible school, and they're not super 
familiar with later David, who is as bad as any of the judges. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet is the one who's pointed to as the paradigm for the Messiah and so forth. And so when we talk about typology, we're not talking about one-to-one correlation that these, that these people point to Jesus in terms of they're just like Jesus. We're saying there's aspects of their life and ministry and the ways that God's using them that point us to Jesus mm-hmm. in the same way that with, with David, who's a, yes, he was, he defeated Goliath early on and he was a man after God's own heart and God saw his heart and not his stature and all those different th- things were true. He's also, you know, whatever he did, you know, there's debate now, but whatever he did with Bathsheba and his family was a wreck. And, um, you know, he, he was, he was not just like perfect guy. He's not presented like a Joseph or a Daniel, mm, uh, yes. for example. And so, so we just have to understand that when we say typology, we're not saying one-to-one correlation that, that this person equals Jesus. Yep. We're saying they point to Jesus. This podcast is generously sponsored by the Pillar Network. The Pillar Network is a community of SBC and International Baptist churches that are doctrinally aligned, missionally driven, and committed to equipping, planting, and revitalizing churches together. If you're a pastor of an established church and you're desiring to lead your congregation to plant churches, but you're not sure how to get started, Pillar could be a great resource for you. Reach out to them today at thepillarnetwork.com. Thepillarnetwork.com. That's good. Jeff, we'll get out of here on this question um, for this episode. What were the helpful resources that you used, commentaries, other things, sermon series that uh, when you studied for this series you used? It was a while ago, so I can't remember, but looking at my shelf. I mean, anything written by Dale Ralph Davis was amazing. Just on on a small commentary, uh, you're just like, ah, great. Dale Ralph Davis has written a commentary on that book. Uh, Thank you. I'll be be okay. Uh, And yet... uh, you know, there's other ones that helpfully tie to Christ probably a little bit better. I think even Keller is a small one out now that I didn't maybe have at the time. Uh, but mm. uh, that probably is very helpful in tying to Christ. Uh, uh, those are just two little small ones, not detailed ones, but might yep. be a help. Yep. Good. John, what about you? I, I want to echo Dale Ralph Davis um, in terms of value for preaching is uh, outstanding. Uh, because you don't have to to read a, a ton to get things that are helpful. It's it's small, it's accessible, um, and then I would say I would say James Jordan. I think I think James Jordan stuff, uh, and then Peter Lightheart stuff in a house for my name and so forth um, are really really good. Uh, even though if I don't uh, accept or agree with all of it, they're they're really good at looking at um, the Hebrew in terms of of what names mean and what geography means and and tying things together. Uh, they're great at biblical theology. Again, even if I don't accept all of their conclusions, they're really trying to let Scripture interpret Scripture, and they're really trying to do it in a Christ-centered way. And so James Jordan is very thought-provoking, mm. and I think you can get like the the PDF free online or something, so it's not it's not super expensive. But um, it's just called a Practical and Theological Commentary by James B. Jordan. Um, it's pretty. And then Dan Block's... Um, Dan Block's stuff in the knack is, I think, needed in terms of um, it's it's it, he's a great scholar, even though I don't agree with his conclusions on a lot of this. Um, but he gives you great historical background um, and just helped you understand all the ins and outs of the history of how this books have been interpreted. But he um, th- there is going to be a lot of reading and uh, not all of it's going to be necessarily. Yeah helpful for your sermon. So it's just, it's good in terms of just kind of understanding the, 
the the basics of what's going on in the book. And then I'll just say one more. There's a there's a little book um, by a guy named Gordon Keddy, K-E-D-D-I-E, called Even in Darkness that I found um, to be helpful. Yeah, I would add, uh, let me let me throw back on Dale Ralph Davis. He was the most helpful for me. Um, and I would even say I did have Tim Keller's work. It's called Judges for You. It's by the Good Book Company. And uh, I felt like that was a really helpful kind of uh, lay level Bible study type commentary that um, pulled out a, some of the bigger pictures. Um, I'd echo John. Like, I, th- I think the any biblical theology resources you can pull from are going to be helpful, like uh, Ed Clowney's work. Uh, was really helpful for me um, on on judges, and uh, and then I found this book by David uh, Beldman. I'm not familiar with him too much. Um, it's called Deserting the King by Lexham Press, and it's kind of a um, an overview, uh, big thematic, big picture uh, things to look out in the book um, of Judges. And I felt that was helpful. That's kind of a relatively new um, publication. Two more that I'll just mention real quick, because I do think to, to Matt's point, one of the problems you're going to have in the Old Testament, and now it's changing now, but in the Old Testament, you're not going to have a whole lot of um, a, a whole lot of people doing biblical theology, at least historically in the commentaries. And they're certainly not going to be trying to point to Christ. And so anything that you can get that helps do that is helpful. So two things I would mention is anytime you're reading or you're preaching through a book, I would look at Jim Hamilton's yeah. uh, God's Glory and Salvation Through Judgment and look at his chapter on that book and see how he deals with it biblical theologically. Uh, and then also Shriner, A King and His Beauty, has a great um, little section on judges that I think would be uh, really helpful as yeah. well. And the, the book I mentioned by Ed Clowney is, um, uh, the title is uh, Mister The Unfolding Mystery. That's what it is. Really yeah. helpful stuff on uh, Samson and there, among others. He, that that's a book that in terms of Christ-centered and clear, like that you should probably just yeah. get and read. Yeah. I mean, no matter, you know, who you are, you should yeah. read uh, Unfolding yeah. History. Thank you for listening to the Christ-Centered and Clear podcast. If you have questions or topics or texts you would like us to consider for future podcasts, please contact us at ChristCenteredAndClear at gmail.com and please visit us at ChristCenteredAndClear.com for more resources.